Good evening. It is Tuesday, May 31st, and welcome to the Positional Sports Talk Show. Post live streaming on Facebook Live, Twitch, and our Positional Sports Talk Show YouTube channel. We are a sports talk show made for the fans, from the perspective of fans, presented by lifelong sports fans. We will provide our opinions and positions on the hottest topics in sports this evening. My name is Big Reg, and I'm joined by three of my partners in crime this evening. We got my brother J3 in the house. What's going on, J3? How you feeling this evening? Good evening, Big Reg. Ed, since what's happening? Feeling J3, great. J3, what's up? J3, what's up? Glad to be back. Since is in the building. What's going on, partner? How you feeling today? Oh, I'm feeling good. Feeling great. What's going on, Big Reg? What's up, J3? What's up, Ed? Ready to what's talk up? some sports with y'all. Let's get it. Good to see you, Sense. And my brother Ed, looking. You can see he got a little rest. Fan, and get my eyes are bright this week. <laughs> yeah, I got a little rest and too much food. I gotta cut this out. I consult with y'all how to combat this. <laughs> what's up, gentlemen? How y'all doing? Big Reds, J3 Cents. What's up? What's yes, up? What's up? What's up? All right, let's talk a little sports. Let's do see. this sports thing. All right, we're gonna give you a, a, a potpourri of quick hits. We're gonna hit a few different topics. And then the rest of the show, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. You know, we got to talk about the finals. And, of course, our final post of the evening. So, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. So, please sit back, relax, enjoy posts on the Positional Sports Talk Show channel. Fellas, something crazy happened this past weekend that I'm sure the average sports fan never even paid any attention or even noticed. This weekend, and we have to say congrats to the University of North Carolina Lady Tar Heels and the University of Maryland Terps men's and uh, teams for winning the NCAA lacrosse championships. Mm. Not only did both of those teams win their respective lacrosse championships, both went undefeated this season. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That is truly amazing. And, and I say that because I can remember when I lived in Baltimore almost 20 years ago, that was probably the first time I've even heard of lacrosse. Right. It was like, yeah, what yeah. is this? You know, and for for, <laughs> uh, for the University of Maryland to win that championship, that's awesome. And it's crazy. Uh, I used to work for a gentleman named Frank Urso, who's a, a lacrosse um, Hall of Famer. Wow. He played on the University of Maryland team that won the 1977 national championship. This is their first championship since 77. Mm. Wow. Cool, cool, cool. You know, I, I find that fascinating that Maryland, I, I really find that, I, I would have lost money on that. I, I find that. <laughs> no, seriously, I mean, it's like Maryland is, and lacrosse is like synonymous. It's like it, they go hand in hand. I mean, it's huge. Mm-hmm. We, we all know it's huge in this in this state. So congrats yeah. to the men, the uh, male Terps. Definitely. I mean, I've I've come to uh, uh, have a, an appreciation for lacrosse now. It's an intense uh, sport and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely fun to watch. So shout out to Maryland. Hopefully we can get that momentum going with the other sports on that campus. Good to, yeah. uh, <laughs> and the women were in the semifinals. So Maryland had a heck of a year. Nice, All right, let's nice. switch it up. Next topic, a little NFL news. <laughs> your boy Aaron Donald playing mind games out there. 
First of all, right before the Super Bowl, he dropped, you know, I may retire after this game. Okay. And then mm-hmm. being all yoked up in the parade, yeah, we're going right. to run it back. Run it, run it back, run it back. Well, the Rams haven't gave him the money he looking for, so they ain't talking about <laughs> maybe I just retire. You know, it's a business. If I don't get what I want, I can just walk away. I only want to pay eight years anyway. So, oh, did, did anybody really think he going to walk away? No, and I don't understand because he's going to get what he wants. Like yeah. there's no there's no defensive player in the NFL that has had the had a more of an impact, you know, on his team and the position as as a whole than Aaron Donald in the last eight years. I would say at least yeah, That's maybe eight. At least since he's been in the league, um, mm-hmm. and that includes JJ Watt before he started getting you know ravished with injuries. So I don't understand his. He's going to get what he wants. I mean, no need to play through the media. I mean, you know, or these stunts. He's not retiring. I mean, you, you sure about that? Goes. You sure about He's that? Not, I mean, what is what, what else is there for him to play for? That's true. That's true. Nah, but, I mean, I'm I sure. Mean, yeah, he might have the Tom Brady mindset. You know, the favorite, you know, most favorite championship is the next one. So he might be uh, inspired to uh, – Going and uh, running back to win it, but you know it's it's just all like it's 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 it's, it's lip service at this point. Yeah, one you know, thing I will give him though, playing in those trenches where he plays, he not a, he not a DN, he not outside linebacker that run around people. He a defensive tackle. He in the middle of the line. He getting double and triple teamed almost every play of the game and getting hit in all different types of crazy ways. So it wouldn't be crazy. I. I think the sticking point is going to be I don't think the Rams want to extend his contract because he still has two more years on his contract that he signed, which made him the highest paid defensive player when he signed it and the first $20 million a year defensive player. But now you've got, you know, some people, one out of Pittsburgh that's getting almost almost $28 million a year. He's like, hey. So, so if they don't resign him, then what? Is he going to stay there, or is he going to walk away, or is he just going to retire? Yeah, they're not going to let him leave. So his options mm-hmm. are work out a number that they both can agree yeah. with, or retire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they'll capitulate. They'll capitulate. Like give him a golden parachute or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's and 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 Rams are a unique organization where their GM and coach don't care about draft picks. So. You can a team can say I'll give you two number ones and they'll be like, we don't we don't care about number one draft picks. We mm-hmm. want players. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. He's definitely sitting in the driver's seat. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. for sure, for sure. Uh, on a uh, good news for a player, Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy had mm-hmm. his charges dismissed for his misdemeanor domestic violence case. I mean, the people. Stated, him and his significant other got into an argument about something. Supposedly, she took his one of his phones, so it must have been the the other phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he took her purse and some other documents and locked them up in his car in his garage that she doesn't have access to. And they was calling that domestic. He's like, ain't, ain't nobody do anything to anybody. We was so. Luckily, that's out of the case, and hopefully the NFL won't do anything because, you know, anytime they hear domestic violence, not being in Arizona, 
no, it was in Denver. Being in Denver, you know, mm-hmm. because it was a situation where they were partners, it automatically turned into domestic violence when there was no violence. Gotta and make then, a sample out of somebody. Yeah. In a sad case, man, mm-hmm. newly signed Arizona Cardinals uh, cornerback Jeff Gladney died Monday in an automobile accident at the age of 25. I mean, mm-hmm. this dude, he got drafted last year and then had some issues about something that happened in college. He finally got that worked out this, I think it was March, mm-hmm. where all those charges were dropped. The Cardinals signed him. Two months later, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dies in a car crash. And unfortunately, he wasn't the only occupant of his vehicle. There's been an unnamed female that was also in the car that died as well. Mm-hmm. And they said he was mm-hmm. running at a very high rate of speed and <laughs> ran and hit a car in front of him and lost control. Mm-hmm. Not much it, to say about that. Yeah. It's, just, nah. it's, just, it's just a sad situation. But when I when this news and, and and let me preface this by saying I'm not trying to disrespect his memory or 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 talk down you know about uh, a, a deceased uh, too early young man forget about football but it seems like it, I was discussing this last night when I when it first came over that well that that I first heard of it and it seems like um, trouble follows. Whether it just seems like sometimes you get stuck in a rut and it seems like no matter what you do, how much you try to, you know, be like on the up and up, it seems like sometimes trouble will follow you. And I don't, I never understood that. I just never understood how that happens, but it seems that it seems the case where, you know, he got, he was a number one draft pick of, of, of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. He had a, he had a, Pretty decent, you know, up and down rookie year, but he was he was competing. Um, like you said, Big Red, the, this the stuff following him from TCU. Um, as far as you know, some domestic issues, he was cleared of all that, like you said. And then as soon as he gets cleared of that, you know, this he gets signed. This and so you know, and, and it's similar to like, you know, like with Haskins. You know, Haskins, you know, was seemingly trying to get his life right. And it seems like, you know, just trouble, you know, trouble just followed him. And I always wonder, you know, is that a coincidence or is it just, you know, it just happens? I don't know. So, so my my opinion, Ed, I mean, I hear what you're saying, right? But you you, the older you get, the wiser you should get. And the choices that you make really follows you, you know. And so for this individual to be in a, a, a vehicle going at a high, high speed rate, I mean, you, you already know what what your options are. You either going to survive that crash, or you actually going to pass away because of the ignorance of you going at an excessive speed. So, uh, you know, it's the same thing with Haskins. I mean, this dude was driving in when he shouldn't have been, in, and intoxicated, and 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 some other things. So, I mean, mm, I don't know about that. It, mm-hmm. I just think it's choices you make. Yeah, I, think, I just think it speaks to a deeper point, like how not everyone is able to handle, you know, 
the fame and the fortune that they so you know dream about especially you know young athletes because you know they just it's like everyone has this james dean type of mentality now to live fast and you know, you know unfortunately dying young and you know this is the case with this uh, gentleman here and it's really sad I mean, you work you work to get to that point to where you can enjoy your fruits of your labor. Why would you throw it away because of the fact that you want to do something irresponsible mm-hmm. and 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 speed? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, you know, at that age, especially that age, athlete, pro athlete, there, there's a sense of invincibility. Invincibility, yeah. It's it's in a sense, a sense at that age for. For the majority of the people, not all, for the majority of people anyway, but you you multiply that when you say young athlete millionaire. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand. I see it every day. I'm just saying it just doesn't make any sense. You would I think agree. because you work so hard to get to where you want to be that right. you, would, you would cherish those moments that you have. Or, yeah. So that yeah. you can yeah. have longevity. Yeah, it's a shame. All right, on a on a more upbeat note, the French Open is currently in its quarterfinal quarterfinal rounds. Uh, we got to give a shout out over there in the women's draw. Teenage sensation Coco Golf beat Yay. fellow American Sloan Stevens today in straight sets to make her first career Grand Slam semifinal. Uh, Eighteen years old, doing it, doing it well. Not only did she make the semifinals in singles, but her new partner, Jessica Pagula, and her mm. later on in the day won their quarterfinals match and made the semifinals in doubles as well. So so Coco is doing her thing. She has an excellent chance of making the finals um, because she is going to take on uh, unseated Italian Martina Trevason who is making her first semifinals. This 28-year-old Italian has hadn't, hadn't had much success in the Grand Slam, so Coco might have a little more of a, an advantage being on a big stage longer. So interesting to see, but congratulations to Coco. Yes, Real sir. quick. Um, so the match before uh, Coco played was, uh, what's it, Sloan? Sloan. Was mm-hmm. Yeah, Sloan. Mm-hmm. Is it me, or did it seem like the the uh, umpire was picking on Coco as she was playing, trying to insinuate that she was receiving some coaching from her coach when she clearly told her multiple times she wasn't? Did you all see that? Did y'all pick that up? I didn't pick that up. I, I did not pick that up, but that's not new. That's that's the same Serena stuff, and mm-hmm. you know that they come from the same coaching system. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's – you know, anything to try to say is just not their talents. Mm-hmm. So, hats off to hats off to uh, uh, Coco though, because mm-hmm. you know this is she's she's what uh, I, I believe three years removed from you know the the the, the incident that occurred in the third round of the U.S. Open when um, Naomi Osaka consoled her. Um, right. Cause she mm-hmm. was just a baby at that point but now three years later um she seems poised to to do some great things so you know we're we're, we're big fans of coco on this show so yeah. let's do absolutely this. and she has not lost a set yet in the tournament so shout out 
Now, her doubles partner, Jessica Bagula, and if y'all don't know, I'm going to give y'all a little info. She is the daughter of Bills and Sabres. That's the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres owners. She takes on number one, Iga Swiatek, uh, tomorrow morning, early in a.m. I think they're going to be like 6.30, 7 o'clock uh, Eastern time for a spot in the semis on the other side of the draw. So that's going to be a tough one for her. Jessica's been doing great. She went the other way, the non-Coco way. She went to college. Uh, I believe she's from Stanford or Cal. Stayed there three years before she decided that she's going to turn pro, graduated from college, had to grind and grind, and now she's made herself way up until she's currently um, the second-ranked American female in the world and uh, moving on up. So great nice. job. But Swiatek, mm-hmm. the new number one, is on the third longest win streak in women's tennis history. She's won 32 straight matches. So Wow. That's going to be a tough cut. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's impressive. That's going to be a tough one. On the men's side, Alexander Zarev defeated the team phenom Carlos Alcaraz four sets today. Um, I think the team just finally ran out of gas. He'd been running through these big, big guns, including the doll and Djokovic, and just finally caught up to him. But I mean, to make the quarterfinals, he just turned 19, I believe. Mm. And he came from nowhere last year. He was playing challenger matches to now he's made it all the way up to he's in the top 10 of the men's tour so oh yeah that is awesome and literally <laughs> just finished it rafael nadal knocks off number one seed novak Djokovic in four sets so nadal makes sure he's gonna stay at the top of the all-time grand slams <laughs> wins because he just eliminated the only person who could time so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Raf- 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 Raphael go ahead go ahead sense no I said yeah Rafa is is uh <laughs> he he uh put his uh he uh put his foot down I was like uh-uh nah ain't happening so yeah salute to him what was you gonna say it it's kind of misleading though because Raphael runs the French open yeah yeah. I mean, yeah, him, Serena, you know, they, I mean, it's, they're kind of like, I mean, as far as, you know, French Open is concerned, you know, they, they, and before, before them, uh, a blast from the past, Chrissy Everett, they just wow. run, they, I mean, they just run, they run the French Open. It's that clay. Beyond I want to go. If you're going blast from the past, he was the first men's Mr. Clay, but yeah, I feel mm-hmm. you. I want to go. I want to go to Paris and see. Well, I was in Paris, but I want to go. <laughs> I want to go to a French. I want to go to a match one day. Uh, small side note: uh, one of our contributors, G, took a train over from London. Oh, and was mm-hmm. at the was at Roland Garros this weekend. Oh, man. watch awesome. matches Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Okay, that, okay. That, that's, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Living life, my wife actually even saw her on TV. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that is awesome. Excited. All right, let's talk about some boxing real quick. Ooh, doggy. Javante Tank Davis ended his mm-hmm. Mayweather promotions contract with a bang. That's a bang. <laughs> I do mean literally. A bang. <laughs> literally. Six <laughs> round six bang. Round, he caught fellow Mayweather promotions fighter Rolando Romero. 
with a left hook that Romero ran right into. And if it wasn't for the ropes holding this dude up, he'd have fell flat on his face. Say night, night. Yes, say night, night. Say <laughs> night, night. With that saying, fellas, it's time. Yes. Thank you. Davis got to stop. But I got to give him his props. He sold out the Barclays Center. Mm. Wow. Over 18,000 people came in and packed that stadium to see Tank. He had that A-list celebrities all around. Mm -hmm. Which says he has strong power, which means he Mm -hmm. can... He's the second pay-per-view guy behind Canelo. But here's the thing. But here's the thing, and like Canelo, but here's the thing with Tank, though. Like you said, Big Reg, he has to go to the, the, that that division is loaded. Or, or you got Ryan Garcia. He, he got Ryan Garcia. You got the uh, your, your Ukrainian brother um, Lemachenko. Lemachenko. You got the uh, Kambosis. Is it Kambosis? George, what's his George name? George Kambosis. Kambosis, who has and three belts. Devin and Haney. Devin Haney, who has mm-hmm. other belt. And they fight this weekend. So you mm-hmm. got to So I, I hope Tank goes. I, he I don't he can up higher. Well, he no, he don't need to go any higher. He's only five mm-hmm. five and a half, and I don't think that weight would would, would do him any good. Mm-hmm. But I I just think that um, it's time to to maybe step up some competition because you you really can't. He he doesn't really need to now. I mean, he can really pick and choose who he fights. But at some point, people want to see Garcia. People want to see him fight Haney. People want to see him go after, you know, Lehman Chaco maybe. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know how he would fare because I don't know. Let him uh, tell it. He's ready to fight everybody. Just line them up. Let they, all go. Say, they all say that. I mean, he, he's proven to uh, sell out a fight. Actually, that would be a feather in his cap, like especially if he's promoting himself, fighting them big-name fighters. So he's what would you do, Sense? Would you put yourself at risk and, and of losing, or would you say – I'm all about competition. Well, I mean, that's the question. Because I mean, competition matters. I mean, who? I don't know. Why would people like you know constantly pay to see you fight like also rants or you know no names like Maybe you know, we want to see the. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, nobody also fought Kodos. He also fought uh, Alvarez. He he fought some. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not taking nothing done. away from him. I'm just saying at, at some po- at a certain point. He started picking and choosing who he was gonna fight, so that he. Oh yeah, once he reached a right. certain level. Yeah, yeah. But, but you said at a certain point. I don't know mm-hmm. if Tank is at that certain point. Yeah, he's a box office draw, like you said, Big Red. He's number two after Canelo. But I just, I don't know. I, I would like to see. I would like to see real fights. Yeah, you yeah. can't keep fighting these guys. Everybody be like, who? Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh exactly. yeah, up and you can't, yeah. yeah it, it, it's time. It's time to step up. You want to be the number one guy in boxing, yes. and based on what happened to Canelo in his last fight, and what might happen to him in his re, well, he's fighting Triple G first. But once he finished Triple G and go for that rematch, there's going to be a space for a new king of boxing, I think. Hmm. And if you don't grab it, there's a young fella that's going to be coming after you real soon, Shakur Stevenson, who will grab it, who ain't scared, <laughs> who's currently at one thirty. But we'll easily go up to 135 
ain't scared. So. So you think Shakur will fight? Uh, will fight uh, Tank? Oh yeah, Shakur ain't scared of nobody. Uh, no, to be the best, you gotta be the best. That would be That's interesting to see. Yeah. How how, do, how how would you see that Ryan Garcia fight going? Ryan Garcia is a very good fighter, but his boxing IQ isn't top notch. And he likes to get into firefights. So I would actually see Garcia getting knocked out by Tank mm. just mm. because he get into a firefight and the guns the Tank throwing, <laughs> they put you to sleep. Heavy so artillery. If you Speaking make a mistake, which, they put you to sleep. Speaking of which, if you watch the fight on Saturday, after the third round, what's his name, Romero? Uh-huh. Yeah, he started flinching. Yeah. And when Tank saw that, after he started flinching, he would fake oh. a throw, fake a punch and hit him the other way. It was just a matter of time for it. He was going night-night. Because, I mean, he did it a couple times. I was like, yeah. And that's what happened. He started seeing stars. <laughs> but I would, I think Devin Haney could beat Tank. Oh, that would be, be a good matchup. Because Devin Haney's a thinker. Mm. And a boxer. Haney's issue is Haney doesn't hasn't shown the punching power to just hurt somebody real bad with one shot. Mm-hmm. He hurts you over an accumulation of rounds and punches, but that would still be an excellent fight at 135. And like I said, when a young fella move up to 135, all of them got problems. Hey, is 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 Lopez in that 135? That uh, was it? Te- Everything that I've been reading and hearing from him is Lopez is going to 140. Okay. Because he had problems making weight. Remember, he had that medical issue in his last fight when he lost his titles, was trying to make weight. We tore something in his esophagus or something like that. So I don't think he can get down to 135 anymore. So, oh, okay. All right. We will see. But uh, again, uh, on the undercard is Red, is Ray Lond- Lore. The uh, Cuban defector, again, he fought a bomb. That guy looked scared as soon as the bell rang. <laughs> should never been in the ring with this dude. It, it, it was somewhat disgraceful in my opinions. But Lar has moved up to 160. So it's going to be interesting to see who he fights because there's some killers at 160. Or if he's just going to keep fighting bombs and keep his WBA regular title which really doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so this weekend, fellas, oh, we yes. got two huge cards and then a Tuesday card that's crazy that nobody's talking about. So first and foremost, Devin Haney, I mentioned it before, takes on George Cambusas Jr. for the undisputed 135-pound lightweight, all four belts on the line mm. over wow. in Australia. So Haney's going to Cambusa's home country to fight him to try to take his three belts and come back undisputed. So whoever wins this is going to be king of 135, even with Tank in there. That's going to be on ESPN. That's going to be at a weird time because it's happening in Australia. I actually think they're going to be fighting early in the morning in Australia to make it like nighttime here. So check your local listens for ESPN. Then on Showtime, Stevie Fulton puts his WBC, WBA, Junior Felderweight titles on the line against Daniel Roman. 
this is going to be a good fight. Two young junior featherweights that can box. Uh, Stevie Schoolboy Fulton is very nice, but this is going to be his toughest uh, match, I think. So good stuff. And then on Tuesday, the monster, Inoye, yeah. takes on Nonito Denier in a rematch of a knockdown dragout fight that they had about six, seven years ago. Tuesday morning, they fighting over in somewhere in Asia to for three of the four Bantamweight titles. So mm. I told y'all boxing heating up. So how many rounds you, you think it's going to go with Haney and uh, Combosa? I think that's a 12-round fight. So who's who's the advantage, the old man or the young man? I say home court. Because <laughs> age will play a factor in that. Haney at 16 was boxing professional in Mexico in bars and all that because it wouldn't he had to wait till he's 18 to get a professional license in the US. Mm-hmm. So him going to Australia for a title fight ain't gonna be this dude was boxing in bars <laughs> and stuff to earn money in Mexico. You know how that's crazy is. Who's this black American coming down here trying to beat our, our young guys? So mm-hmm. he ain't gonna be scared. Okay, I mean Mexico and Australia. And them don't get tired yeah. either. They don't get tired when they fight. They just go hard. So I, I think that's gonna be an interesting fight. Uh Haney has the better tactics and tools. Cambosis does have a little power. He's not a knockout artist, but he has mm-hmm. a little power. I think it's gonna be a great fight. Oh, yeah. Little pup before we get out of here. Uh, man, them Carolina Hurricanes folded like a bad cheap suit. Like a cheap suit. <laughs> <laughs> cheap tents, freshly folded laundry, whatever Kendrick be saying. But yeah, they did exactly that. 3 2. These Bammers lose game six, five, two, then lose game seven at home. 6-2 mm. to the Rangers. So now the Rangers with home ice advantage take on two-time defending champions, Tampa Bay Lightning. I think the Rangers had a good run, but I think it's time for them to go home because he's Lightning trying to three-peat. And they didn't had a week off to rest. Going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Over on the Western Conference, uh, Colorado Avalanche beat the St. Louis Blues 4-2. They look strong. Um, McKinnon their star has been doing it up big in in their series. And then the Edmonton Oilers with possibly the best player in hockey now, Mr. McDavid, they took out the Calgary Flames 4-1. So uh, the Western Conference series starts tonight, 8 p.m. That's on TNT. The Eastern Conference with Tampa Bay and the Rangers start tomorrow on ESPN. So for you puckheads, enjoy. You should have two good series. And last, before we get into the baseball, I mean, to basketball, we got to talk real quick about San Francisco Giants manager Gabe Kapler and his decision to no longer stand uh, for the national anthem before the games. Um, And he based his decision on the recent shootings in Buffalo at the grocery store and the Texas elementary school shooting. And it, his reasoning behind it was, we 
our country is getting worse and the people in charge aren't doing anything. And he basically said, we're the only nation in the world where we're having mass school shootings often and nobody's doing anything about it. So he said he can't stand in good conscience for, for the anthem knowing that we can do better. But he did make one exception yesterday for Memorial Day. So he said he didn't want to disrespect the fallen soldiers. But what do you guys think about, A, not only his stance, but, you know, you haven't heard much about this compared to what happened a few years ago when well, all hell broke loose. Yeah, and that's 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 when I first learned of uh, the, uh, the Kaplan's decision to to not stand. I was very curious about how that was going to play out as far as, um, you know, the, the firestorm that 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 happened in the NFL when um, when when Kaepernick and then, you know, the, the, a few others decided to uh to sit down i was wondering if they were gonna just just i mean well we know all the all the the dirt and and just nastiness that came with that um and i and i was wondering if yesterday was sort of kind of a um which which i'm glad he did that you know memorial day isn't just about is is not about barbecues and 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 road trips it's it's really actually you know commemorating our fallen soldiers so um, I'm glad he made that decision, but I was wondering if he did that on his own or if someone in, was in his ear saying, hey, you know, we respect your decision to, you know, to sit the national anthems out, but maybe this isn't the day or the, or the time or place to do so. So I, I'm curious if it was genuine on his behalf or um, and, and if it was hats off to him. But if it wasn't, you know, it is what it is. Um I just don't understand. I just don't know what type of protest, you know, like what really could be accomplished. Like I, I admire him wanting to do something, but I don't know what like Steve Kerr, you know, going off in his press conference, you know, Kaplan decided that, you know, I'm not going to stand for the, you know, for the anthem because of what it represents. Um, I, I just don't know if if people really take sports figures serious as far as affecting real change um when it comes to our our our, our these mass shootings so i guess they, they're not i guess they're not looking you know to do it all themselves i guess they're just looking to be the catalyst that'll spark more people to you know speak out about this and to say look enough's enough we need reform i credit him for doing that i credit him for you know taking that stand i credit steve kerr for taking that stand as well um the only i guess bittersweet part about it is you know another person a few years ago when cabinet took a stand and a lot of like hubbub was made about him doing that which eventually caused him you know a shot back at the nfl and you know i don't think i don't think Kaepernick's going to get that same backlash as cabinet you know, and, and Kaepernick shouldn't have got the backlash because he was protesting police brutality. You know, a certain um, president who will remain nameless decided to change that narrative and make it about the military when it wasn't. And, you know. I resident military, man. Give us your thought. Yeah, so I'm a little conflicted only because of the fact that 
if this dude was really serious about uh, protesting the flag, he wouldn't have did it for Memorial Day, right? Because you can do a silent uh, protest um, and, and, and still and still be down for the cause. So for him to do it yesterday, you know, for me that that that, that really he really doesn't get my support. Although you know, we all have our opinions and we all uh, have our own uh, thoughts about you know what we think is important and what's not important. Um, me personally. You know, I'm conflicted as well because I am a veteran. And to be honest with you, I really don't, I can't stand the flag because of the fact that we don't do what we're supposed to, not only for our soldiers, but for our own country. So I, I get it. I truly get it. But yeah, you ain't getting no, no kudo points for me because you did it yesterday. And I just don't think that these protests, uh, uh, as, it, uh, as it, I just don't think these, these, these protests, these forms of protests are really going to do anything because, you know, when 20 some odd babies were killed, you know, in, in Sandy Hook, you know, everyone mourned for a, a few, I mean, a few days, not including the parents and the people that were personally affected by that. And we moved on and everything remained, you know, mass shootings continued, um, various acts of violence continued. So I just don't, I just don't, um, know that unless i mean i like i said i i admire somebody wanting to do something but i just don't know if that's this necessarily the form or the way to go about it the way to affect change is the people who either refuse to even bring reasonable gun legislation to the floor for vote or are totally against it vote them out of office so we go get the change. But that's the problem. We go get the politics. That's the problem. Yeah, that's right. The problem. Yeah, that's the problem. Because when it comes to votes, it comes to money. And we all know who got the votes and who got the money. Yes. Yeah, so. And you know the NRA is the one of the biggest cash cows and lobbyists. So yeah. Exactly. All right. Let's let's go ahead before we get too deep and get it off track. Let's talk about this NBA, fellas. I'm gonna start oh. with the more interesting series, Eastern Conference. Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, 4-3. It wasn't always pretty, mm -hmm. but the young fellas got it done. The young fellas with one old head got to give my man Al Hoffman his props. I don't know how he's still in the league. <laughs> old man Al Hoffman. I hey, mean by doing what he doing. Going the Celtics, he's rejuvenated himself. He got his energy back because yeah. he was bouncing around for two years after he left the Celtics, not really playing much. So he got less wear and tear on his body. Oh, I'll out there doing things. He he did up 20-something-year-olds. So yeah, oh, yeah. Shout, shout out to the Celtics. Um, but, yeah, they had to hold on to that in game seven, bro. I mean <laughs> – Jimmy Butler was that close to. So I was about to say, talk about man. that. Yeah, let's talk yeah, about Jimmy, that. Man. In, in my opinion, Jimmy Jimmy should not have gone down and shot that three. Yo, you was only down three points. Take it to the hole. You know you was gonna get fouled. Shoot a free uh, free throw and you tied up. And there still was still what eleven seconds left in the in the game when he took that shot. Yeah. So even if he'd have made it, they Boston still would have got the ball. So would he be criticized for not taking the shot? Or is he going to be more criticized for taking the shot and missing? It's probably going to be both 
to be honest with you. But I'm just saying, me, Joseph, J3, I would have taken it to the hole because you know you're going to get fouled, you're going to get a, a free throw, and you tied up. And now you got to play some defense. Now you missed the whole shot. They take it down court and score, and then you ain't even close no more. And you came uh, up with nothing. Could have made it. He could have made a better decision about it. I just yeah. in that moment, in that particular moment, he was just like he had the open look. So again, he, was, he had the lane. Yeah, the lane yeah, was, the wide, lane open. was wide open. There's it was wide open. Lane. So, so why are you going to stop at the three point line and try to tie it up? And again, there was still time left on the clock. You know so. why he stopped? That dude was tied. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he's doing it all by himself. That yeah. dude was that dude been carrying Miami on his best. Yes, yes. see, and he that's played the, every minute of that yes. game. <laughs> and that's but the that's, real problem. That, Kyle Lowry, seven for seven games. I don't even know. Trash. Oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't even know if he played. So, so, so you like got Mike Kyle, Lowry. So you, Mike, Mike Lowry. <laughs> so anyway, you got Kyle Lowry doing nothing for a, a whole series. You got Bam showing up two games, game seven, and I believe game five, maybe. Yeah. He showed up. I, I could, yeah, I think it was game seven and five. But anyway, he only showed up two games. So Jimmy Hero. Butler, even if he, well, I think Hero may have been a little injured, right? He had just returned. Yeah, he had just returned for that. Yeah. yeah. But even still, so Jimmy Butler, I couldn't, I can't criticize him for taking a shot, even if it was a bad shot, J3, even if it was a bad shot, because at the end of the day, he he could you who who else could you trust? Yeah, take it. To, I got you. Take it to the whole the whole game. Why are you going to wait till the last second and try to shoot a three? The whole game, Ed. I'm telling you, he was in the lane. He was in the paint. Because he didn't want to go to overtime. All that would have did was sit there. Best case scenario, sit there to to overtime. Right. <laughs> he was yeah. like, I'm tired. Again, even <laughs> but, if he even if he had made that shot, there was still time left on the clock. That's what. That's all I'm but, saying. Ed, to your point, talking about the no shows, Duncan Robinson. What happened to him? Like, you talking about a bad us. contract? He just got five years, ninety million, mm, and you can't mm, even mm, play him in the playoffs. Mm, that's mm, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, that's a bad contract. So, mm-hmm. but so, the NBA is littered with bad contracts. Yeah, and then I think Oladipo. This was his last year. He's going to be a free agent, right? Yeah, but how much mark is Oladipo going to have? Because he always hurt. That's it. That's his problem. So, that's his problem. The the Heat need a, a wingman that's reliable to be down there with Jimmy Butler and they might have a legitimate shot to come out of the East if they get a wingman and make Bam the number three and not the number two. Yeah. Well, wasn't Kyle Lowry supposed to be the number two? He was I mean, trash. He was, yeah. Trash. <laughs> that dude was flopping so much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> give him an Academy Award, yeah, will you? Please so give him an Academy Award. My goodness. But let, let's terrible. give these Celtics some props. That's uh, true. Jason yeah. Tatum, Jaden Brown, while they did have some messy turnovers, they stepped up, they did their thing. That man Robin. Marcus Smart did his and job. They, mm-hmm. and they had that they, they did their thing. And shout out to rookie head coach Amy Luther, who came in with two established stars, not superstars, but two established stars, and got to the right two people who could get to the two stars to bend them to his way 
and have them start playing defense. Because without that, mm-hmm. that could have been ugly. And we saw mm-hmm. it was ugly in the beginning. But to go from go through that stage and end up in the NBA Finals, that's a hell of a job for a first-year coach. Mm-hmm. And you, you had mentioned Al Horford. And let me just say real quick, age really doesn't matter when, you're on a, when you have that drive to win. Uh, a prime example is look how long uh, my man Vince Carter played. You know, yeah. he was damn near forty before he stopped. He was over forty. So, mm-hmm. so even, even and this even is Al's first NBA Finals. Even Point though made. I despise the Boston Celtics, and this this goes back to when I was when I was a Magic Johnson fan and Larry Bird was on the other side. So this goes back a long way, but I have to give their organization credit because they knew. It's 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 difficult to put your ego aside or even step aside and let someone do it when you know you're incapable of doing it. Ainge realized that his time was numbered, health failing, he's nothing really else to prove in the NBA. He moves away, Stevens gets uh elevated to his old job. Stevens, we all admit, we can all admit rightfully so that. He probably underachieved on the NBA level, mm-hmm. and he kind of he he probably realized, okay, well maybe I can't necessarily is maybe I'm not the tactician necessary or 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 have the personality necessary to get through to the day's NBA, but I can pick talent, you know mm-hmm. maybe I can assemble talent better than so he moves on to the front office and then he hires the brother and puts him in place because he knows that he has what it takes. And so we see the manifest the fruit, the, the the manifestation of what you know of, of of all that with the NBA Finals return for the Boston Celtics since um, the Big Three. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, shout out. Just uh, now on the Western Conference side, it was just a matter of time. A matter of time. And it I was think if it wasn't for the shooting episode in Texas, Dallas may have gotten swept. Mm. Because as y'all mentioned earlier, Steve Kerr went off pregame yep. about the shootings. His mind was not on that basketball game. Steph Curry made a statement before the game about, you know, I'm a parent. You can't send your kids to school. So they weren't even thinking about the game, much less trying to close out a team. And that's the hardest thing to do in sports when you're in this, a multiple game series is close a team out. So they gave Dallas a game. Gentlemen, sweet, move them all. <laughs> I, I will. I will say this though, in, in Dallas's defense, uh, Bronson, balling, yeah, balling, Donkey, balling. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Oh, and there yeah. you have it. Every now and then yeah. you see Finney, Finney Smith step up, but yeah. Then Woody periodically stepped up, but not when it counted. But I'm looking at this Golden State team, fellas, and and I'm and since I know you you got your, your team out west, but nasty. I, I, if, as long as as long as Golden State stays relatively healthy for the next few couple years, it's a dynasty. I, I think it's I think it's going to start. If they might just start on a roll like they were a few years ago because oh, yeah. because they got Kaminga, mm-hmm. they got Pool, they got mm-hmm. that boy Mo- mm-hmm. Moody, Mooney. Mm-hmm. They got mm-hmm. they got death we, behind. They we got, didn't talk about the Sinai played two years. Why? Wow. They wow. got 
they got depth behind the the current superstars that mm-hmm. and the way the way Kerr plays everybody always has and always you know he he goes into his bench he don't pay three seven or eight he he, he goes down to 10 12 whatever but i just don't see anybody matching up with golden state long term as far as unless they have some significant injuries again because yeah that death play don't forget see they didn't mm. they, they didn't just ride their horses they them boys played so I just, just imagine if, if if Peyton would have would have uh would have been healthy. He's supposed to be back for the finals, right? Mm. Exactly. Yeah, that's just a, that's just another that's just that's another player. piece. And when and Otto, I thought Otto Porter, Porter retired. I thought Porter. he retired. No sir. <laughs> Porter right, so, so normally I fight with you two for now on this, Ed, but I'm not. I'm not. I, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta. Uh, I gotta concede. I mean, I'm not gonna say they going. I ain't gonna be like Stephen A. Smith and be like, you know, Steph Curry's gonna win the next two out of three championships. It's gonna surpass LeBron as the you know best with five. I'm not going that far, but they are gonna be something like a dynasty. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, unless unless you said as you said, health plays a part or Boston gets lucky because one thing we have not said, like I mean, this is a good matchup. I know we're gonna touch on it in a minute, but Boston is presenting a defense unlike you know what uh golden state is seen so True. but well, you're saying it might be something like a dynasty do y'all realize this is the sixth final in eight years mm-hmm. oh well yeah that's a dynasty that's mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if you take out the two years clay was hurt this will be mm-hmm. clay thompson's six straight finals appearance mm-hmm. so the two years he didn't play they didn't make the finals yeah i didn't i didn't realize that yep. <laughs> six and eight and like you said they loaded to keep doing it major impact Mm, that damn mm, Steph Curry. Mm. <laughs> but even even Steph Curry, you I mean, look at uh uh what's his name? Jordan Poole. He yeah. come in shooting just like Steph Curry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got Toscano still on the bench. Babies. You got Lee, Steph's oh, uh, yeah, Damian Lee. Lee. Brother, love, <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, the, the only the only thing is, and, and Stephen A was like they're all locked in. Is that is that like in fact true, or is it like some contracts coming? The out? only person that might have a contract situation this coming season is Kayvon Looney. Mm. Uh, Who stepped up in the playoffs too. Yes, he's been playing. He, he's finally getting healthy from his hip surgery. Mm-hmm. And he he stepped up. So he's earned himself some money. So that's gonna be the thing. And it's not that they wouldn't want to pay him. But they're already in the super luxury luxury tax, so every dollar they pay, like a Kevon Looney, would be like triple in tax money. Yeah, but he's worth it. He he proved but, himself yeah, this, this 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 playoffs. He has truly proved himself. Championships are expensive. But mm. but 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 I wouldn't be concerned if I was Golden State because again, you got Weissman sitting in the mm-hmm. background, do you know maturing. Yep. And 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 Kaminga's nineteen. Yes, nineteen. That can jump off the gym. Nineteen. <laughs> Mooney's nineteen. How Both did they teenagers. Get... Oh yeah, Moody Moses Moody. Yep. <laughs> yeah, scary. All right, so mm. let's talk about this finals matchup. It, it basically comes down to the old heads that got an infusion of youth with them versus the young team. That's got a couple of old heads all mm. trying to win their first title. Because nobody on the Celtics has won a title. Why you got the core core of the Warriors 
that have won three, like I just said, have been in six of the last eight NBA finals. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah, Warriors imagine. Warriors five. Yeah, I can't imagine. I, I'll go with you, J three. I, I can't Warriors imagine. Warriors five. I'm not a I'm not an NBA insider, but I I, I just can't see. I, I don't see the weak link. I mean, I'm gonna say Warriors only because I'm a Lakers fan and I don't like the Celtics. So yeah, Warriors. <laughs> don't sound so exciting, buddy. <laughs> it's gonna be boring because it's gonna be like Warriors like winning championship year after year after year. Nobody wants to see that. But that's what you want, a, man. You a want scary. a team that has a dynasty, and 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 they get it. You know, NBA has always been about dynasties. Yeah, right. Your your team, the Lakers, the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the Bulls. It's always mm-hmm. been about a dynasty. Basically, LeBron was his own dynasty. When LeBron went, they went <laughs> to the championships, yeah. and then mm-hmm. Golden State took over from LeBron. So mm-hmm. that's what it's about. I think I like Golden State in six. I'm with BJ. I think that the Celtics defense has been the best in the league since they got them young boys to make a decision and play defense. They've been the best in the playoffs. My concern for the Celtics is how much did that Miami Heat grind, bump and grind take out of them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Robert Williams is injured. He not just hurt playing. He's injured. I don't know if y'all watched him, the big the center. He was literally dragging his leg up and down the court. And every time he jumped, you could see he was in extensive pain. Mm-hmm. He was a difference maker, which may have been able to give the Celtics a chance to beat Golden State. But with him injured, I think that it's going to put too much pressure on the old fella to have to be there, man in the middle. And Grant Williams, who is an undersized power forward, mm-hmm. to deal with that—that's going to allow Golden State to play the way they want to, small, because mm-hmm. you ain't gonna have no big guy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I just think that Golden State has the wings that can contend with Brown and and Tatum. And Tatum. You know, you got Wiggins on a wing, and I'm not even con- including Clay. Yeah, we didn't talk about Wiggins. Good lord! You got you got Wiggins on a wing. You could throw him on Tatum, and and you know help hope you know. Then you got Brown. You could put Kaminga because Kaminga he's not only what six seven six eight. Kaminga and Moody, bring them off the bench. You got twelve fouls for them young fellas. Run around with them guys. Beat on strength and numbers. Strength and darn numbers. And then you got that. And then you know without the big boy, you say Williams. You you know Draymond. That's he's still a pest. You know, he and they championship battle tested. You know, they've been in the war, so they know what to expect. You know, and then 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 you got the sharpshooters. You got Clay and 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 and, and uh Steph. I, I just don't see it. I, y'all I don't see it. Five J three. I see it's I see. amazing you, you mentioned hold on, hold on, sense. It's amazing that you mentioned Wiggins, right? Which we didn't talk about. But if you think about it, if Wiggins would have been there the year that Landry was there, they'd have won another championship. Because Landry didn't show up at all when they when they were in the finals. If Wiggins was there, that would have been full. Easy. Yeah, Wiggins has proved valuable and has found found his home mm-hmm. where the, being the number one overall number one pick was kind of a weight on his shoulders. Coming from Canada and all that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to make up for uh, the other Canadian that went number one. Uh, Bennett, that got, yeah. Bennett, Bennett. 
that, that he had trying to carry an organization that was poorly run at the time. He could just play basketball. He ain't got to be the star. He don't want to be the star. He's like, I'm happy being number four. Mm-hmm. But if y'all Getting put somebody mind. on me that can't check me, I'm going to oh. abuse them. <laughs> so let me ask this. Just, just to, thank um, just to uh, stay on topic, but go a little off it for because uh, this 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 topic was brought up. Like, how sick do you think <laughs> KD and Kyrie are right now Ooh. watching their former teams in, in the finals? Ooh. Ooh. Well, KD on Letterman on Letterman smoking herbs, so I don't uh, he, I don't know if he really worried about <laughs> had KD. But see, I think I think Draymond got in KD's head saying we won championships without you, bro. We but- don't need you. But he told the truth. He was telling the truth. I don't understand why he got so offended by it. He, he so look, if someone Mr. tells Basketball. me the truth, I, this is the type of person I am. If someone tells me the truth, I even if it, even if I don't like it, I if if it's the truth and and I know it to be true, well, it's the truth. Yeah, well, that's yeah, okay. So he didn't say anything offensive to KD. He told him the truth. Now KD a little sensitive. It seems it seems like I don't know if he is. But it seems like you got to be careful what you say or how you say things to K- KD. That's just my mm-hmm. opinion. But it just seems like it don't take much for him to, you know, get in his yeah, feelings, so to speak. Yeah. And no, yeah. no, that had been going on all season. And Draymond finally had enough because Draymond was worried about the team. And KD was being – if you read the backstory, that whole season KD was being standoffish not really interacting with the team because KD, I think KD had made up his mind that he was going to leave, but mm-hmm. didn't want to say it mm-hmm. and deal with the repercussions of saying mm-hmm. it. So Draymond was like, look, dude, you either got to be in or out. We don't need you. We want you. We came to get you. But if you're not going to be in, we don't need you. We're going to win with you or without you. There you go. And there it is. <laughs> there you go. And there it is. Two- you choose, just make a decision. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. And they're proving, hey, we're going to keep doing it. So shout out. So shout everybody's out. picking the Warriors. Uh, I wonder what Professor thinks about that. If he can see the Celtics, maybe. But mm-hmm. if that. if Golden State shows up every game wanting to play. That would be a sweep. And the scary part about it is I think they're hungry because they had to go through those two years of people mm-hmm. talking about they were done, all the injuries and all that. So, yeah. Warriors come I out guess. and play. Yeah, yes. Final start NBA Thursday. Let's uh, go. They'll be on ABC. So, let, we look forward to it. All right, fellas, it's time for us to get up out of here. It is time for us to get our final post in. J3, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so real quick, uh, the month of May is uh, Mental Aware- Mental Health Awareness Month. And I just want to challenge everybody, get up and do something for at least 30 minutes a day. That'll extend your life by one day. So that's my challenge, and that's it. Good stuff, good stuff. Since uh, I just want to give a shout-out to all the grads uh, graduated this uh this month. Um, going out to great things in this world. We definitely need you. Absolutely. Big Ed. Cleveland Browns. <laughs> what about them? You, you, you made your bed, you're gonna have to lay in it. Baker. It was just it was just announced Ooh. that uh uh 
lawsuit number 23 is on the horizon for Mr. Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so we, we hope we hope that turns out well for all those involved, not only him or and all, but also the 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 um, accusers. So um, be careful what you ask for. Um, that's all I have. They still to got. Say. They still got Baker. Mm-hmm. They all right. They got. They got. Baker. <laughs> <laughs> they still got Baker. They all right. Poor Baker. For my final post, I'm, I'm I like to put out there uh, the fellas of post are going to be involved in the Bay Bridge Run slash walk. Yeah, walk. And we will be walking because these knees, them days of running for these knees are done. So this November 13th is the annual Bay Bridge Run. It's the one time a year where people can actually walk across the Bay Bridge. Um, It's a big event. Um, It's early in the morning. You got to, they start people crossing from like seven o'clock and 8.30 Got to be done by 11 o'clock, so you get two and a half hours to get across the bridge. Uh, we're looking for people to come join the post crew. Um, if you're interested in joining, it is a charitable uh, event. Uh, there is a registration fee. Um, you can look up the BayBridgeRun.com, www.thebaybridgerun.com. Um, if you look it up, if you're interested, check it out. If you want to do it, please contact us because we're going to put together a group. And if we get a group of 15 or more, we actually get a discount on the registration. So let us know. Uh, November 13th, uh, Bay Bridge Walk Run. Come join Post. Good time. We'll be out there all morning, early afternoon. After you get finished the walk, there's a big party area where they have refreshments. They get you fruit, drinks, some food and all that. So Looking forward to seeing y'all out there. Um, and that's it. All right, folks, we'd like to thank y'all for tuning in and listening. We appreciate your time and opportunity to share our positions on sports with you. We're here each and every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for our live show. Um, you can also download our shows on our Facebook and YouTube page, Positions on Sports Talk Show. If for some reason you can't catch the live show, you don't want to do the social media, you prefer a podcast format. Just go to your favorite podcast format, uh, Apple, whatever you use. Put in positional sports talk show. We upload all the shows so you'll be able to keep up with us. Okay, BJ, that'd be so cool. Appreciate mm-hmm. that, my brother. Um, so, yeah, check us out. We'd love to hear from you. If you decide to check one of the sites, please like and join. Membership's free. We greatly appreciate it. As always, y'all got to stay safe out there. We'll see you next week, 7 p.m. Same bad time, same bad channel. Stay safe out there. Thank you. See ya.